Hello and welcome to the Pig and Whistle Tales from Azeroth. As always here at the Pig and Whistle Inn in Stormwind, I go for a variety of subjects with regards to World of Warcraft. So grab a bottle or a pint, sit back and enjoy. Today we're going to be going over the pro scene uh, updates that are coming to WoW, as well as Alduar in WoW Classic, a sort of mix and match uh, episode this week, I guess. But obviously we have the weekly news to get through, so we'll hop into that. The world buff... Well, world buff. The world boss for this week is... Oh no, not this again. Basricron. Basricron. Rickron. I want to say that it's like said very fast, so that it sort of rolls off the tongue, but it's very tough to say fast. So Basricron. Basricron. Yeah, Bastrochron. That's probably better. Uh, he is the boss in the Waking Shores. The uh, uh, world event for this week is Arena Skirmishes. You get more honour from doing these skirmishes as well as the weekly quest for the skirmishes. So hop into the arenas and grab your honour. It really does help with gearing up fresh level 70s. The brawl for this week is Shadow Pan Showdown. Essentially, it is a 5v5. It might be a 6v6. I think it's the 6v6. Might be a 6v6 or a 5v5. But essentially you're on one map and you have a boss to kill. The enemy team's boss. You have to stand within a circle to activate this boss. And the enemy team has to kill your boss. And essentially first boss to die loses. So if you kill their boss, you win. If they kill your boss first, then uh, they win. Essentially. It's actually very fun and it's quite um, quite competitive <laughs> to say the least. The spell that we're going over is Penance for this week, but before that we have the Mythic Plus Affixes, which is Spiteful, Grievous, Fortified and Thundering. Spiteful, once a mob is dead, it will summon a Spiteful Shade, I believe they're called, and essentially they will fixate on a target. You simply just kite them or you can cleave them down, but they will die off in their own time as well. Grievous, once you go below 90% HP, you will start taking ticking damage until you are above 90% HP. So either help your healer out and pop a defensive cooldown or heal yourself back up above that. But make sure that it doesn't get too crazy and you help your healer out if it does do so. Fortified, the NPCs in the dungeon, the non-boss NPCs, are a bit tankier as well as the mobs that they are summoning. So make sure you've got a sort of build that can deal with uh, killing the mobs a lot faster rather than the bosses because the bosses will be a lot less challenging this week. And we have Thundering, the Mythic Affix. This is basically you get a damage increase, you and someone else in your group, and you have to dispel the debuff by running into each other before it is uh, expiring. And if it expires, you'll be stunned and take a lot of damage. It's not good to let this uh, go off. You want to get this cleansed uh, as close to the uh, deadline of the expiry as you can. But we will be looking at Penance. Penance was a spell that was added in Wrath of the Lich King and had two changes in Wrath of the Lich King. Uh, The first one being Penance can now be cast on the priest himself and the damage has been increased. And the cooldown increased to 12 seconds up from 10 seconds. Bit weird that you could never cast it on yourself, like at the start. It seems very weird. Two changes in Cataclysm. The mana cost has been reduced. And the mana cost has been increased 
by 7%, but healing has been increased by 20%. Okay, so it went down in mana cost, then it went up, but it got a healing increase, so not bad in Cataclysm. Mr. Pandari, you have four changes. The damage increased by approximately 300%, and the cooldown reduced from 12 to 10 seconds. Makes sense, this is kind of when they went... This is when they went in the more sort of atonement healing kind of phase. You wanted to do damage as disc to heal rather than use penance on a friendly target to heal them. It got its next change. Penance base damage has been reduced so that it now deals significantly less damage at lower level players uh, and slightly less damage at level 85. Okay, small buff or small nerf, sorry. The next uh, change was damage and healing has been increased by 20%. Now a cooldown of 9 seconds instead of 10. And it has a 40 yard range for both friendly and hostile targets. It was originally 40 for friendly and 30 for hostile. And the final change in Mr. Pandaria was now deals 10% less damage. But healing done is increased by 10%. Okay, bit of a change there. Four changes in Legion, of all things. Uh, no longer does direct healing, but can cast while moving. Damage increased by 369%. That is a massive damage increase. Penance uh, mana cost has been reduced to 2.8% of your base mana, was 3%. A very small buff. Penance damage is now 190% of your spell power, was 175 And the final change in Legion was uh, the pen... A penitence effect is now included in penance, and this was penance may now be cast on a friendly target, healing them for 300% of your spell power over two seconds. Very minor change. It was just sort of something that was already in the game, and they just made it baseline. It got one change in Battle for Azeroth. Healing uh, is now 82% times three of your spell power, up from 71 times three. And then the final change is in Shadowlands. It is now learned at level 11 and healing is now 125% times 3 of your spell power rather than the previous 82%. Penance is one of the main baseline abilities for Disc Priest. It's kind of overshadowed now by Radiance essentially and Power Ward Shield like currently in the um, Dragonflight meta for PvP anyway. Um, I really wish they would make Penance the go-to sort of like heal or damage like it needs to excel at one or the other it's kind of in a middle stage in my opinion i like how it can be used for both damage and healing but essentially i would like to see it as a big heal or a big sort of um like damage dealer to do a lot of damage for your atonement kind of thing or like it does more atonement healing when used on an enemy target something like that because it's such a cool spell to use but it doesn't. It feels kind of underwhelming uh, at the moment. I, I don't know why. It's just because of the amount of damage that comes out. Penance isn't necessarily going to be the thing to save someone in a PvP scenario, essentially. So, the pro scene, and we'll start there. So, AWC and Mythic Dungeon Invitationals are coming up. They start next Wednesday. Uh, so that is the 18th, I believe. I'm very bad at my dates. But yes, I believe it's the 18th. Um, 18th to like get into the tournament and sort of people uh, qualifying for it. And then on the Friday next week is when it all starts, AWC. Friday is EU, Saturday is NA, and then Sunday is NA and EU. But it will be the top four teams on that day. So the pro scene is really fun and it's a lot of... Uh, um, 
really helps people understand the game at the highest level because people want to be playing at the highest level. Some people do. Some people play a lot more casually, and I understand that. But some people look at these teams that they watch, these players, and think, oh, okay, so this is kind of the best comp at the moment. For arenas anyway, this is like what we want to be looking at. You're looking at, at the moment, kind of like an unholy DK. Rep Paladin started to creep in that conversation. I think Arms Warriors are very good. Destrolocks are maybe a sleeper agent, kind of. But yeah, you're kind of looking at like what they're playing and you're like, oh, this looks really fun actually and this looks really good, so I'll give that a try. And at the moment, because Dragonflight is so alt-friendly at the moment, compared to like other expansions... It's good to see what the pros are playing because that allows you to make any changes early on in the expansion, essentially. It's, oh, I'm not necessarily feeling my class at the moment. I might have a look and see what they're playing. Oh, I'm a PvP player, so I'll watch AWC, the Arena World Championships, and they're playing Rep Paladin that looks really fun, or they're playing Unholy Death Knight that just kills everything, that kind of thing. That looks like fun, I'll try that. And the same can be said with Mythic Dungeon Invitationals. Mythic Dungeon obviously is a bit different because it's how hard can you pump damage, essentially, on mobs and how quickly can you progress for a dungeon. Uh, PvP is a bit more like set up, kind of like, oh, can you stun this target, that kind of thing. Although some metas have just been full Zug, um, which is kind of funny, I'm not going to lie. But yeah, essentially, in PvE, you're looking at a sort of meta as well. I know that one season, I'm not sure if it was in Shadowlands or BFA, but essentially it was just outlaw rogues. It was just a load of outlaw rogues. And they're trying to balance for both PvE and PvP, but it is very tough to do so. And it these sort of competitions allow Blizzard to see what is very much at the forefront of everyone's mind of, oh, these classes look really powerful at the moment. They need to maybe be maybe be brought back in line a little bit. They need to be buffed this class. This class has not even seen any gameplay in both arenas and mythics, so maybe we buff that a little bit. That kind of thing. Like, I know that uh, druids are getting a buff for Astral... Not Astral Communion. It's uh, one of the higher talents. It's literally like the second row. But essentially, it's where you gain one Astral Power every couple seconds, and uh, you have... uh, and it can store up to 50 astral power for you, uh, even when you're out of combat. Now, for PvE, this isn't necessarily great. It's like, oh, okay, great. Like, it's one of them things. For PvP, this is a must-have talent. So they're buffing that so that it gives you just a pool of 120 astral power instead of 100. So they're looking at it from a PvE perspective, but from a PvP, that is a very good buff. That's actually quite nice because you can pull together three full star surges rather than just two because it costs 40 uh, astral power to cost a star surge. So, you know, you're only getting two out, but if you have a full astral bar, then suddenly you're getting three, like all back to back without having to do anything else. So that's really good. And that means like, like that can be a tipping point. And if you do enough of these, enough of these buffs, it can overflow. It's sort of, it's called a power creep. And essentially, it's in other games. Overwatch being one of the other Blizzard games that like has had a power creep. Um, at the end of Overwatch 1, you had a lot of damage and not much can keep up with it uh, since the very start of Overwatch. But again, 
Like, power creeps happen in every single game, and that's what Destro Warlocks are looking like right now. They're a bit of a sleeper agent, but they do a lot of damage, and they still have the defensive capabilities of Warlocks. They still have their Dark Pact, Unending Resolve, Gateway, Teleport. They have a lot. And uh, that's the thing. You, If people want to look and see what the best class is right now, they will go to these competitions and see, oh... Paladins absolutely slapping everyone, DK stuff like that, and then it's like, yeah, I want to play that. So, AWC is really fun to watch uh, from a PVE or PvP perspective. I would say PVE Mythic Dungeons is uh, your go-to, and I understand that. I find PvP a bit more interesting because a lot of the dungeons can be done in the same sort of way. Now, obviously, it might be shaken up a bit in terms of the cap- the uh, classes that are played in Mythic Dungeons, or maybe even a pull or two in the dungeons. Like, people might revolutionise how you do the dungeon. But for PvP, it's always going to be different, the matches. Now, I say that some compositions are just too powerful to, like, not play. And an example of this was last season in Shadowlands. It was Rogue Mage Priest all throughout it. And that made it very dull. And I think that that made it very dull and it didn't necessarily give anyone an idea of where everything else is at. All people knew was RMP is the go-to comp right now for PvP. If you go up against it, you have a very tough chance of, or like a very slim chance of beating it. So... These competitions are very good at, like I said, getting Blizzard to realise that some classes might be a little overtuned, they're doing too well, and uh, they can show the regions in which they're doing well as well. So, rogues now have insane CC, so do mages, obviously. Priest healing output was the best at the time in Shadowlands. It's now one of the worst. Evoker is now like looking like the go-to sort of healer for most things because of its healing output. So it'll be good to watch them. Even from just a casual point of view, it's fun to see the very high-end level gameplay from the best players in the world, essentially. And yeah, it's it's just very enjoyable to watch, in my opinion. So. Let's look at some of the updates. Now, updates, what I mean by this is obviously Olduar, but I'm going to be going over updates that are constantly happening. So I went over the PTR patch notes uh, 10.0.5 a couple weeks ago, I believe. I believe it was a couple to a few weeks ago. But essentially, they're constantly changing stuff on there. They've put out like more and more patch notes like each week saying, oh, we've maybe tweaked something like this, we've tweaked that. So this week, like off the top of my head, I know that they've brought back Ignore Pain for Arms Warriors, which is a massive, a massive deal. It's on a dual um, talent choice with the one that heals you whenever you parry. But essentially, Ignore Pain is a huge like spell for warriors because they never have like something that can heal them apart from impending victory, but that's a 30 second cooldown. They don't have something that they could press as like a bark skin. That's a decent like damage reduction. They have defensive stance, but you need something in a flash. It's, it's ignore pain and ignore pain was a very good in Shadowlands. It was a very, very good. Um, it's only for arms warriors, which is why arms warriors, I think again, are creeping up a tiny bit. But essentially, it's it's going to be crazy. 
Um, they're constantly changing stuff on the PTR. I'm hoping that they change a bit more for Balanced Druid. I'm not necessarily keen about the um, talent tree for Boomkin spec at the moment. I know that they've changed Druids around a little bit more, I believe, or like moved a couple of things up nodes, down nodes, etc. But it's really good to see that they are constantly updating the PTR. It's not like a few weeks ago, yep, we slapped these on the PTR, test them, but we won't change anything until six months later when everyone's complained that it is now too OP or too bad and it doesn't really help the class at all. It just hinders it, that kind of thing. So it's really good to see that they're being proactive in the changes category. And more than anything, I'm happy that they're prioritizing that to get that out to us very soon. And I believe that we have a date on the um, patch dropping. I believe it's like in the 20s of January. Um, I can't quite remember the exact date. But essentially, we have a date that it's coming out. We have uh, constant updates that it's still changing, which is really positive. And if they do this all throughout Dragonflight, this is what will make it one of the best expansions. Just like Legion. But Legion, they gave a lot of content in this iteration of what they're doing they're giving balance patches now they're still giving content like the storm uh, stuff for pve but the balance patches are the huge thing for pvpers because we're not going to get a new map every like patch we're not going to get new classes or anything like that new specs whatever if they do changes constantly it will feel like we're getting new specs and that is what's important. That is what is amazing for PvPers. If they're constantly looking and switching up the meta, it makes it feel fresh. It makes the game feel very important to everyone in this instance. But PvP players only look for the best classes and what performs well together. PvE is the same at high-end mythics, obviously. But you can play whatever you want in a mythic dungeon and get very high with mythic dungeons, in my opinion. Um... You can do that with, like, classes in PvP, but it's, I think, a lot more. Let's take a quick break. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action-adventure. Yes. Oh dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you have, you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. A lot dip more in depth because you've got to learn that class down to its roots. Like Mythics as well, but again, with Mythics, it's NPCs like that you're going against with mechanics that will never change. In PvP, it's players that are constantly changing, constantly playing different comps, different classes, and stuff like that. So them changing stuff constantly on the PTR is massive, absolutely massive, and it's a massive W in my world. Or in my opinion. The last thing I wanted to talk about is Alduar. We have a date for Alduar on Wrath of the Lich King Classic. Now this date is a really weird one in my opinion. 
it comes out on the 19th of January. So that is less than a week. That is six days from when this episode is posted. That is on a Thursday. Now, it seems really weird that it's on a Thursday. Um, Because obviously Tuesday is the reset day for NA. Wednesday is the reset day for EU. So why Thursday? Um, They haven't really confirmed it or said why. It's just, it's dropping on a Thursday. So people are very confused about it. But what this essentially means is that the gear from next 10 will be going into dungeons. The gear from next 25 will be going into next 10 man. And yeah, Older will be released. Or that will happen on the reset. So on the 10th, no, sorry, on the 17th for NA, that's what's going to happen. And on the 18th, that's what's going to happen for EU. What they're also bringing in is basically Mythic Plus. So at the dungeon entrance, you can talk to, or Heroic Dungeon, you enter the instance and there's a NPC. You can talk to him to empower the mobs and stuff that's in there. And essentially it is Mythic Plus because they're doing more damage, they're doing more healing, more de- like health. They're doing everything extra. And this gives better gear. This gives the next 10-man gear. So you can uh, gear your ults via this way. This gives a lot of good like pieces. And I would imagine there's going to be achievements tied to it that they will add in the near future as well as like special like mounts maybe they might give a special mount or something if you can complete all of them on like difficulty heroic 15 or something that kind of thing kind of like the um mythic plus mounts that you can get now with your mythic dungeon rating stuff like that so this is a massive win for a classic because it gives it a lot of replayability and it gives those who want classic to go on uh, a lot of replayability because they won't go into cataclysm seeing this change means that they will not go into cataclysm because they are changing the way that the game is fundamentally at its core now because mythic plus was not introduced until legion so to go into cataclysm after doing this change will really mix it up in cataclysm um but i don't think they'll do that wrath in its iteration is one of the best expansions because of balancing because of class uniqueness and this just gives it that extra edge and it gives it the extra replayability because once you've done all the heroics and geared you don't ever set foot in the heroics again not unless you want there's no mount in the heroics is there no so you just don't set foot in them unless you want the emblems but who wants the emblems after you're geared essentially it's it's not great um so yeah, this is really good. The new raid, obviously, Alduar is uh, the big thing, though, that comes out next week because a lot of guilds will raid it. I would imagine there's a Race to World First coverage, but I know that it isn't as televised or as important as the retail one. And this might upset people, but it's the truth. It's the truth because these these raids have been out for... When was Alduar released? 2008, 2009, probably? Uh, the f- 15, 14 years, 14, 15 years, yeah. So everyone knows the tactics. Everyone knows how to do it. Everyone knows the best compositions to go in with, unlike raiding uh, in retail. No one knows what the tactics are yet. You have to go in there and see and uh, sort it out on the fly because there's no guides to it. There's no... You, you obviously have data mine, but you can only read what the spell does. 
it's like a frontal cone that releases wind like in a circular motion around the boss it's like okay so he'll do a cone breath but then we've got winds to look out for what do they look like how many are there do they move fast Do they move slow do we have to like be positioned perfectly so that we don't get hit by them that kind of thing whereas older it's like oh yeah flame leviathan you have demolishers you have siege engines you have choppers you have two people in a siege engine two people in a demolisher that kind of thing so you know older will be good Oh, will be very good. And it'll be fun for a lot of people to see it in its current state, because I think this is pre-nerf Olduar, so this will be really fun. But essentially, it was deemed as one of the better raids in World of Warcraft. And playing it back when it was current content, I remember it being quite decent. I wasn't a big raider. I wasn't really a big player of thinking for myself i was like oh what's this old or yeah sure i'll go for that i thought it was a big dungeon for some reason probably but i remember it being quite fun i remember just driving around in a chopper not knowing what i'm doing i'm like oh yeah look i've got a chopper now these are like really expensive with my like 10 gold that i had on my character at the time yeah you know it's one of them things but Olduar will be very good. It's very good that they're adding myth or heroic plus to the game, especially in um, Classic. That will give the game a lot of replayability. And essentially what Blizzard are doing right now is any everything that is a win for them. They're doing constant patch updates on retail, constant patch updates on Classic. Pro scene has started again, so that will give it a little bit of a boost. So AWC, MDIs. And that will be going on for a few months, several months, stuff like that. It'll be really good. It's really good days for World of Warcraft and it's really good days for the player base. And if they keep it up, it will be in a very healthy spot over the course of the next year. And that is what everyone wants. Everyone wants a very good game. And what they're doing right now is providing that. But with all that said, that is where we will end the episode. Thank you all very much for listening. Uh, about the like pro scene and the AWC stuff, we do stream, or Pig and Whistle does stream on Twitch and uh, put stuff up on YouTube. And uh, this coming Wednesday, Wednesday the give me two seconds, uh, it is the eighteenth. I said this earlier. I don't know why I didn't remember Wednesday the eighteenth. But we'll be streaming uh, the uh, AWC qualifiers. Um, myself and my team, we will be doing them. So you're more than welcome to hop over there. It will be five GMT. Yep, GMT. Um, so that is six uh, CET for anyone in Europe. I'm really unsure about NA. I'm really sorry, but you can do the uh <laughs> the calculation there because obviously you have East and West Coast. So be sure to check it out. It's just for fun. We're not going to be. We're not expecting to get far. It's a lot of good fun. And it's good to just play against some of the best players to get uh, that experience, essentially, going forward in the uh, PvP scene. But, yeah, do sh- do check it out. And that will be ongoing for a month. So the 25th, the 1st, and then the 8th, obviously, we have uh, each week we'll be streaming on them days at the exact same time, the uh, qualifiers. And also check out the Patreon for some ad-free content. It will really help out the uh, episodes and show show me how much you love the content that is being produced. But once again, thank you all very much for listening and go with Valor, friend. Goodbye, all. (laughs) 